0: Drawing, as always, on the original Hebrew and his knowledge of Arabic, Father Paul explains the folly of the Nephilim who assume their own mightiness, but are, in Father Paul's words, unto fallenness. English versions of the Bible refer to the Nephilim as men of renown, but this translation ignores the writer's use of the technical phrase, Hashem, the name which pertains to the biblical god who is himself referred to as the name in leviticus i am happy to introduce father paul on the bible as literature podcast Tarazi tuesdays we continue and then we have another twist suddenly at the beginning of verse 4 We have a nominal sentence beginning with a noun, Han-Nephilim, it appears out of nowhere. So you have to be careful because the text is going to tell you what the Nephilim are. They were on the earth in those days and also afterward when the sons of God came into the daughters of men and they bore children to them. These were the mighty men that were of all the men of renown okay let me begin with the end mighty is giborim gibor is bad soon in chapter 10 we're going to hear about nimrod the gibor the king of babylon that's not good so these are mighty ones and you could hear the kingly setting i mean kings procreate princes who are basically from a regal line who's going to become kings but the author is already hitting you very early in verse four because here again nephilim what does it mean someone who knows biblical hebrew knows that nephilim is the plural of the passive participle of nafal, to fall. It means the fallen ones. Actually, for those who know Hebrew, technically naful would be the participle, but in Hebrew and Arabic, you can push to the extreme this passive by using the e instead of u. For instance, let me give you the classic example, mashah to anoint, the anointed should be Mashua. But it is Mashiach. And we have it in Arabic. It's very well known. So here are the completely fallen ones. So you could hear the technical knockout, the curveball. These mighty men only assume that they are Gibborim coming from the sons of the deity but basically they are unto fallenness and i would like to point out that the first time we hear the verb nafal we hear it in the hif'il to make someone sleep this is god with adam but the first time we hear nafal in the Qal, someone that falls We have it in 4, 5, and 6. But for Cain and his offspring, he had no regard. So Cain was very angry and his countenance fell. The Lord said to Cain, why are you angry and why has your countenance fallen? So for someone who hears the original and keeps all These occurrences in mind captures that we have here something very ominous. Cain was just a human being, but now we have a Gibor who is presented per se as the fallen one. Powerful text. And before you have time to figure out what's going to happen you are hit with the decision of god but and i would like to prepare with the last two words of verse 4 where the nephilim the mighty men are anshe hashem i know the english has men of renown But my hearers by now know that Shem means the name. And in Leviticus, God at one point is presented as the name. That's why you cannot take his name in vain. So these human beings technically deified themselves. This is the apotheosis of the emperors. Caesar and the Greek mythologies and so on. You could see the anti-Greek approach. Now, in the setting of shepherdism, you don't have that. Everyone dies. You are born, you live, and you die. That's it. You have no name. You could see among the shepherds, you don't have a tradition of names because... To have a tradition of names, you have to show what these people have done, which means that you have to show buildings. But they don't. They don't even have podcasts, Father Mark. (laughs) They don't. So I know all of you think that I'm a shepherd at heart. No, I'm a city man. I grew up in Beirut. They don't have even podcasts. So that last word is very important, Anshe Hashem, it's going to hit us again. I know my hearers tell me that perhaps I jump and say, but in chapter eleven, when men wanted to come together, and be united, it is because the text says it. They wanted to give themselves a name, and it is at this point. That God gets super irritated in chapter 11. But we have the seed of all this in this story. You know, it says it all. And remember, we are still within the Toledot of Adam. That's the important thing to remember. That the story of this Adam for the third time ended up very badly. And the Lord. So that Rabbah, Ra'at Ha'adam. Ra' in Hebrew, you can have it either masculine or feminine. It has the same name. In Arabic, we have that very often. So that the evilness, if you like, it's said wickedness here. But I prefer to say evenness so that my hearer would remember that we go back here to Genesis 2 with the knowledge of the good and the evil what God did was good but here we have the evil and notice it is Rabbah which is from the same root as the verb of verse 1 that was translated as multiply but already then I mentioned to you that it has the meaning also to grow to grow big so technically the author is telling you, you don't need exegesis. you know Exit Jesus, as I told you, it's made up by theologians because they want to earn their living and they like to be needed by the others. Yes, what do you think what it means? It means what it means in the originally, you don't need anyone to explain it to you. in the earth. And notice the stress through repetition and every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only, even, continually. That's, if you like, the extreme. But now let's go to the original. Very important again. Imagination of the thoughts of his heart. In the original, this word imagination is Yetzer, which is the same word, root, that was used in chapter 2 when God formed the human being out of the earth. In other words, the human being is forming himself something new. And the thoughts are machibot. Technically, if you know Arabic or Hebrew, it means Calculations. Beautiful. Yetzer Mahshebot libbo, his heart. Heart in the Bible is the core, the mind. Okay, this is what God is going to break in Jeremiah, break your heart, the source of your calculations. You handle them as though it is a new creation. You could see the ideas. You have a new idea, a creation of yours. That's why the human beings realize that it has to be patented. The original is just more important than ever, as I said in the intro. And all this it was ra kol hayom even the whole day and in verse 6 the Lord was sorry and last time I touched on that by saying it's the same verb that also means that once changed his mind it could be positively or negatively I mentioned to you that in Isaiah 40, you have the same root, but another verbal form where you console. Notice at the beginning of Isaiah, God is going to turn around the situation of exile. So let's hear it. I prefer repented than was sorry. In other words, he wants to change something. Again, remember, the change is always under God's control. He can change it for the good, and he can change it for the evil. Remember Leviticus 26 and Deuteronomy 28. The law is for the blessing and for the curse. So, one more time, I'm doing as best as I can. I don't want to overwhelm my hearers, but really I'm asking them to make the effort to learn some Hebrew. For them to submit to the text, and God repented. He is about to change his mind that he made Asa. It's the same verb that is used in Genesis one, et haadam, the man, baaretz. Notice the repetition in verse five. You have haadam baaretz on the earth, and here haadam on the earth. And those who know Arabic will say, This is the same root for, in Arabic, the nerve and so on. In other words, you're lost in yourself. You don't know what to do. It grieved him to his heart, but this will never render the meaning of the sound of the original. Asab in Arabic, it's like when you are in a situation with your children, you don't know what to do and you are a little bit lost. That's what happened to God. How could these people that I made for my purpose do such a thing? Okay, so please don't put down anthropomorphisms. If you don't anthropomorphize God, as a shepherd then allow me to tell you that all you're saying is not only wrong but actually sacrilege hear it in the original and notice how libu his heart which corresponds to verse 5 where we hear about the forming of calculations in the heart of man and here God was hurt, if you like, in his heart. Something like, How could I have done this? But as we know, God gives another chance with the deluge. But we should not take this lightly. Ah, oh, God is going to change his mind one day. Well, remember, this Yin Nahem can go in either direction depending on the situation in which you are and you will never become good until you have a broken heart that has been broken by god We have the use of both passives nishbar and shabur this is but in jeremiah and the lord said Again, anyone who knows Arabic will know that the word eraser in Arabic is mahayat. That's you erase the blackboard. I shall completely erase. Ha'adam. And notice. Asher Barati, whom I created to be on the face of the earth. Now I'm going to eradicate him from the earth. So notice how the author reuses those essential verbs we heard earlier in Genesis 1 and 2. bara, yatsar, asa. So we are still in the same mood, if you like. We are still with the ha'adam. With Noah, we have a new step. And then... He's going to eradicate. Remember, in the beginning God bara the heavens and the earth, and in his creation you don't have only Hadam, but you have also the animals and the creeping things and the birds. Because Nihamti I'm sorry that I made them asitim. Okay, you have bara and asa both birds and again, notice the repetition of that root, niham. You know, when you have repetitions within two verses, it's really powerful, as we heard earlier about the ra and so on and so forth. But a twist here to prepare for the following step, Noah, notice niham noah. there is play on that found grace, favor, in the eyes of the Lord, and we'll leave it next time. Why? It's not that God found Noah cute. No, we're going to hear something else in verse 9. The Bible as Literature is a production of the Ephesus School Network.